0: Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Season 3, Episode 4 of What's Eating Kale. I'm Kale. And that's the Saxophone Guy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm struggling a little bit to uh, get these episodes together on time. My goal is always to get them out by 7:30, but I've been going almost a half an hour long, and there's uh, just a little bit more prep that goes into this. And then I'm putting images and things like that together for the website and for Instagram, so it's just taking a little bit longer. And I gotta I gotta I guess I gotta get up earlier, um, despite the fact that I'm working on this at other times of the day as well as in the morning. So. Uh, forgive me if it's not uh, up on time, uh, there are better times of the day for me to release this for uh, the purpose of gathering audiences and what have you. So uh, I might look into that, but for right now, I'm still going to shoot for 7.30 and I'm probably going to be a little bit late um, for most of those days. <laughs> it's a day after Valentine's Day, so I have a little extra spring in my step. I hope you do too. Um, we're getting a little snow today. So we might be busting out that brand new snow blower, but it, I, don't, I think it's going to be warm enough today to keep the <clears throat> driveway and sidewalks clear, so we'll have to take a look at that when the time comes, but let's get right into some gratefulness. This is my time to reflect and remember things that I'm grateful for and remind you to be grateful for all the things in your life you should be grateful for. And if you're grateful for somebody, tell them, let them know. It's my favorite day of the week. I'm grateful for Thursdays. Always grateful for Thursdays. might not be sustainable, but I love season three so far. I love it. Um, you know, if I was making a bunch of money off this, if I ever did, <clears throat> it'd be completely sustainable. But otherwise, it, it's taken a lot of time, a lot of time. Uh, I am also grateful that the snow looks so beautiful this morning. We got about I don't know two, three inches, and um, it really looks beautiful out. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't stick around long. Actually, next week we're supposed to be almost fifty again, so we'll see how that goes. And remember, you got to be grateful for. You got to just take a minute and take a deep breath and remember what you're grateful for. And if again you're grateful for someone, let them know. It's a cool thing. Um, I didn't, uh, I meant to do a joke yesterday and I didn't do it. Um, I I forgot it in my notes. Um, I had it somewhere else. I actually had it on the website for a minute because I put it there for some stupid reason first. Normally I take my notes and put them into the website, but for whatever reason, yesterday I did it the other way around. So I pulled it off the website so that hopefully nobody saw it. And that joke was, um, it was more of a Valentine's Day love joke. That I think a lot of us middle-aged people can relate to. And it goes like this. The wife says to her husband, hey, let's run upstairs and make love. The husband responds, "But I can't do both. I <laughs> couldn't run upstairs and make love. That's funny. I, I almost can relate to that. Um, then the other joke that was actually meant for today, I thought I'd just give you two, um, was... Why uh, were the snowmen so happy? Because they heard the snowblower was coming to town. (laughs) That was about that funny, wasn't it? So yeah, that uh, that let's run upstairs. uh, You know, and he's like, I can't both run upstairs. Um, You tool for spontaneous sex? I I live for it because it's only (laughs) certainly don't have a schedule for it. Um, used to be like clockwork, and then as you get older, I guess, or as you get more comfortable in your relationship, or as people start hating each other more, I guess, maybe that's the, the thing. I don't know. Uh, it's it's difficult, you know. Like when you get into a relationship, you get more comfortable, and you just don't. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Celebrity birthdays today. Is today the big day? There's a really big day this week. Uh, today's a pretty big day big day. I think tomorrow's the big day, though. Uh, Jazz singer Peggy King is 94. William Catt, the greatest American hero, is 73 years old today. LeVar Burton, 67. Rapper and actor Ice-T is 66. Guitarist Andy Taylor from Duran Duran, 63 years old today. Dave Lombardo of Slayer, 59 years old. Actor Sarah Clark from Twilight is 53. Actor Mahershala Ali from Moonlight and the Green Book. Great movie. He's 50 today. DJ producer Bass Nectar is 46. Rapper Lupe Fiasco is 42. Singer Ryan Feles- Felice yeah, of Hot Shell Ray. Uh, great band, by the way. I, I don't know where they went. They had like, a couple of big hits, and I liked them uh, quite a bit. Uh, Ryan is 37 today. Guitarist and drummer Daniel Haim. Of Haim I don't know who this is It shouldn't be on my list uh, 35 years old uh, Do I know this next person? Elizabeth Olsen Of WandaVision Martha Marcy, Mar- Martha Marcy May Marlene Is 35 I, Those last two I have no idea who they are If you do I'm glad that I read them But otherwise mm, Not a big deal for me Lots going on in entertainment news In fact some, some sad news this morning But I gotta do this first I don't know why it is that um, we seem to just kind of roll over this now. Like, the world is still spinning today, yet there's one person dead and more than 20 wounded in a shooting following the Super Bowl parade. Um, One person was killed, and uh, this all happened after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Uh, The person that was killed was a local DJ, and uh, some of those wounded were children, The fire department chief said Uh, police have detained three people as part of the uh, investigation into the spurt of violence. Um, An estimated 1 million people were downtown Kansas City for the parade and will rally to mark the Chiefs repeat championship. Uh, Players are still on the stage um, when the shooting took place. Uh, I have to tell you that it's always shocking to me. Like how calloused we get to things. Remember Columbine. Um, you know, that was days of news coverage. And then, you know, there were other, you know, mass shootings. Those were, you know, half a day. And then now they're just a headline and we move on and I'm guilty of doing it today too. I, I, you know, maybe this should have been the first thing I talked about and the only thing maybe I talked about, but, um, I'm not going to get into the whole gun debate thing. Uh, I, You know, both sides actually have a a point, right? I mean, the country that allows people to have guns like this has the most violence. Uh, But I I am a firm believer that guns aren't really the problem and that we certainly do have some issues with uh, who can get a gun and, uh, and the mental health issues. I just think that, unfortunately, because of who we are as a country, neither of those two problems is solvable. Um, you know, I don't think that we're capable of doing psychiatric evaluations before people buy guns or find a gun in someone's closet or what have you. I don't, I just, I, I don't, the mental health thing, of course you're right. You're deranged. You're, there's something wrong if you're going to go shooting up people, but you can't, I, I, don't, I just, how do you enforce that? How do you hear How do you, that doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. Um, on top of that, uh, the there's the um, idea that, you know, there there's too many guns and we're one of the only countries that allows people to have guns, um, you know, just kind of freely like that. Uh, other countries don't have as many guns and so they don't have as much violence. Okay. Um, how are you going to solve that problem? We're a country that allows that. We're not going to. I don't. I don't see a time when we're going to take that right away. I think, you know, our constitution is somewhat clear on it, but yet it's not, it's not clear because you know, a well-formed militia and what have you and all these things. I just, at the end of the day, I don't think we're taking guns from people. Um, so uh, that's a sad story today and a very complicated problem. Um, one that I'm not capable of solving and I don't know that, politicians are either or you know even really just anybody i don't know that there's a right way to do this um so i i am gonna move on and i kind of feel a little bit guilty about that but ben affleck reportedly was hurt when he caught j-lo casually sharing his love letters in her new documentary coming out tomorrow jennifer lopez apparently showed fellow musicians a stash of her husband's private letters and and her hope was that it would inspire songs for the album. I don't. I think that's shitty. To be honest with you. Uh, Bob Marley. One love. Headed for a midweek Valentine's Day opening record of 12 million bucks. Um, lots going on around this movie. It, it's, they've been talking about this movie. Lisa and I went to Wonka. However long ago that was. And uh, this was all over the theater. So they had it playing on movie screens. They had giant posters of it and giant like cutouts and stuff. Um, of course, we were in Jamaica. I will say this about Jamaica: it's not as Bob Marley like focused as it used to be. We used to go there when we first started going there. You know, people would just say to you, "One love, man. One love, respect." They would. They would. There were certain things that were very prominent, and you don't hear that as much anymore. Some people. We're talking to one guy there. His name is Richard Dino. That's his first name, Richard Dino. Uh he goes by Urkel. Um, and uh he was telling and I he was like this Bob Marley uh tribute band, he goes, It's life altering for me. And I go, why is it so life altering for you? He goes, I I just I'm just such a huge Bob Marley fan. And I said, I said, we don't see that as much as we used to when we first come here. He said, You know, the younger generation just doesn't, and he's not he's not old by any stretch of imagination. The kid's not 30, I can guarantee you that. And uh, he said that the younger generation isn't dialed into him like we were. And I, I'm sure there's some callousness that goes on there, uh, that they're not, you know, their government has kind of worn them down. They're, I shouldn't say their government so much as their economic situation and their government uh, for kind of not allowing their economic situation to be better. Um, but, yeah, Bob Marley, One Love, Uh, We'll definitely see it. I don't know if we'll see it at the theater, but I'm definitely going to watch that. In fun-loving NBA news, the Detroit Pistons power forward Isaiah Stewart punched Phoenix Suns power forward Drew Eubanks in the face in the parking lot before the Suns beat um, the Pistons. That was just yesterday this happened. The Phoenix Police Department announced that they arrested um, Stewart. And gave him a citation, and then they released him. Jesus. Now, I don't know what was going on between those two, um, and it was in the parking lot, so I guess that's somewhat good that it wasn't on the court. But man, I like you watch them play basketball, and I mean, there's with Draymond Green, and there's, I mean, Jesus, what are we? What's you're playing a game, man? You're playing millions of bucks to play a freaking game, and you're, <laughs> what are you doing? Yai ay <laughs> Let's do some good news. It's time. All right. Time for the good news. I had a neat story today. A kid named Hunter Moore is just like any other teen athlete. He loves to play sports, makes the varsity team. He doesn't mind throwing up a few uh, gym selfies on Instagram. He's just a normal kid. Uh, he says, It's all genetics, bro. But while he's pumping his 20-inch biceps, genetics not in his favor. He's a bodybuilder, by the way. But he has dystonic cerebral palsy from a stroke that he suffered when he was an infant. It paralyzed him on the left side. And uh, so he's got these huge obstacles. Um, and when you have a neurological condition that, impacts your muscles and all of those things to think that I got an idea. I'm going to be a bodybuilder, man, that's some balls. Um, He was, he's been doing bodybuilding for a very long time. Uh, He always went out for soccer, made team, made the soccer teams. He's a long snapper on the football team. Uh, But his weightlifting numbers were, Um, very positive, even in uh, like an, a regular athlete would brag about what this kid's done. Um, he can't use his left arm for isolated lifts, but he still, he still tries to use it. Um, but I mean, you see this kid and when you see the pictures, you're like, there's a bodybuilder right there. But you're only looking at his right side and his left side is, you know, atrophied. Uh, he, he's pressing 120 pounds with one arm. He's deadlifting 405. Uh, he took the first place in the category, in his category in Texas. In Dallas that was. Um, and competed again in Las Vegas and won first place. Uh, this is for men's disabled standing. Um, he just said one of the scariest things that I've ever attempted, but this is what he wants to do. I will define myself and not let cerebral palsy or anyone else define me. He told Joker magazine, adding that he plans to go to the university, uh, go to university to study marine biology and hopes to also pursue motivational speaking. And uh, why not? Jeez. That's, uh. It's quite a feat. Uh, there's a picture of him. There will be a picture of him on the website, and uh, maybe that's inspirational to you. It's uh, it, it's inspirational to me for sure. Get off my ass. Uh, do more. Be better. All right, it's time for the segment we call "What's Eating Kale," or I call it "What's Eating Kale." There's not a mouse in my pocket, and uh, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I'm really bitching today and this is not going to help. Um, in fact, this, uh, this story that I'm about to do, this rant I'm about to go on, uh, is, uh, entitled, this is why we're fucked this election year. um, and I, you know that I don't like getting into politics. I stay away from them. I don't watch them. I do not seek them out. I don't read the headlines. I, you know, If it comes on TV, I change the channel. Um, and then I tell you sometimes they bleed through. So f- here's the thing. I For two days straight, I read a story. So this is Tuesday and Wednesday. I read stories on Jon Stewart's return to, the, to Comedy Central's daily show. Now, liberals never like The Daily Show, because, or I'm sorry, uh, conservatives never like The Daily Show because it's, it's pretty liberally slanted. And um, Jon Stewart, it always seemed to me, this is a little like SNL for me. When I watched Jon Stewart, it seemed like he, t- he was taking pokes at everybody. And um, his return on Monday was no different. <clears throat> so he's been gone for nine years and he is now going to do Mondays until the end of the election. And um, during the show, he called out Biden for his effort to join TikTok and showed a video that features a series of rapid fire questions that President Biden had to answer. Now, this was released during the Super Bowl right before it. And this is in lieu of President Biden doing the interview, the live interview that presidents normally do uh, for the Super Bowl. And um I'm gonna I, I, I have it in my notes here to explain to you what happened there, but I'm just gonna play the audio clip of the moment. This is Jon Stewart talking about Joe Biden uh in his effort to join TikTok. Super Bowl was on Sunday and the president was offered a chance, as per tradition, to do an interview where millions and millions of people could see him competently and clearly lay out his 2024 agenda. Or he could just turn that down and do what this is. The Biden-Harris campaign joined TikTok over the weekend. The first video was released during the Super Bowl and it shows President Biden answering questions related to the big game. Game or halftime show? Game Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey, I understand she a great chocolate chip cook, Fire everyone. Everyone. How do you go on TikTok and end up looking older? so i to be honest with you, i I thought it made me laugh out loud um it, it, you feel bad for Biden when he's out there, and he just got it's one gaff after another shuffling across the stage it's just it's not good um and this is to me what the daily show used to be. I didn't watch trevor Noah, Trevor Noah, but um i i watched it back at Craig Kilborn. Um, John Stewart. I so I I've watched it for a while, and not a faithful watcher. Just watching occasionally when there's nothing else on TV. Oh, here it's the Daily Show. Um, <clears throat> but here's here's why there were headlines about this. First of all, there were headlines because there was a record 1.9 million people that watched the Return of Stewart. Secondly, um, the reason that this kept making headlines. So I'm reading this headline about 1.9 million and and this big successful comeback for John Stewart. And in the story is, but liberal people are just blasting him uh so these pundits uh are we'll just talk about uh Keith Olbermann, who I can't i'm just ugh. he says, well, after nine years, there's nothing else to say." To the both sidesist fraud, John Stewart bashing Biden. Except, please make it another nine years. He's used to be on MSNBC, but now he's he's just a podcaster, like like some of us. Um, later, calling Stewart bull, bull bullshit, both sidesists. Um, and then there's another pundit says John Stewart still has it in terms of being funny and entertaining, but. The political content of his monologue is basically the New York Times op-ed page in TV form. Far-left journalist uh, and and video clipper Aaron Rupar said, both sides are not, in fact, equally bad. And I just, I don't know who's dumber here. I mean, these guys for coming at Stewart who... Is just pointing out what every person on the planet plainly sees. Is it these guys for that, or is that they believe Biden can beat Trump? And I'm just going to tell you right now, I am not—you know—I'm not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. I am somebody who's just disgusted by most po- politics. Uh, and my life changed dramatically better when I stayed out of it and just stopped watching it. Um, but it, it just, it drives me insane that, and and by the way, I like these are liberal guys calling a liberal guy who's doing a comedy show names and just tearing them apart because he did something funny, something entertaining, something obvious, quite frankly, But calling people like Jon Stewart and Bill Maher both sidesists. uh, I also hear the uh, term both siderists. Um, I, I don't, it's a made up word. I don't really know or care. But when they're calling people like that both sidesists, it proves that they're part of the cabal trying to brainwash people into thinking they must only think one way or the other. There's two huge problems for that, you dumb meat suits. Two huge ones. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there's two sur- there's surveys done every single week asking Americans across the board if they identify as Republican, Democrat, or Independent. Every week going back to 2004. And it shows super consistently. Now, listen, because this isn't me just supposing. This is for real. The breakdown goes like this: twenty-five to thirty percent identify as Republican, twenty-five to thirty percent identify as Democratic, and forty to sixty percent of the voting eligible Americans identify as Independent. So that means that nearly twice as many people are both sidesists than will ever be on one side or the other. In fact, they're most likely to be both sidesists in their loathing of politics, politicians, and the slanted media. The liberal media needs to hear this. Joe Biden can't beat Donald Trump. Every poll shows it. There are polls out there that show literally anyone can run against Trump and win, but not Biden. So to Keith Olbermann and these other jamokes, trying to trick their audience into thinking voting for Joe Biden is the the answer. If you want Democrats to win or someone to beat Trump, you're a bigger part of the problem. Unless the Democrats get rid of Biden right now, Trump's going to win. Joe Biden as the Democratic nominee is the only way Trump wins. I just, you're, you're effing idiots. If you think that you're snowing everyone now, enough of those facts, here's my opinion. It's okay to be a Democrat and not be on team Biden. You can still be somebody who believes in liberal ideals and be like, I, this is the wrong guy. That's okay. Okay. And the same is true for Republicans. You can be a good conservative Republican and go, this guy's a fucking douchebag. There's nothing wrong with that. But if their goal is to help Democrats win, simpletons like Olbermann should be screaming from the mountain tops that Democrats need to put forth a different candidate now. Stop trying to craft and push a false narrative that Biden's a viable choice and that you're pretending there's no problem. You're embarrassing yourself. John Stewart's not embarrassing himself. You are. So here we are. We have one presidential candidate who'd rather bust a cap in anyone's ass, who doesn't agree with his ideas to lord over the country with absolutely no consequences. And another candidate who's no longer receiving updates or security patches for his operating system. It's awful. The real problem America is facing has more to do with the corrupt media than it does with the candidates or differing ideals. If it wasn't for the media, polarizing everybody, and when I say media, I'm not just talking about TV. I'm not just talking about Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, the liberal media in general. I'm talking about the internet. I'm talking about Facebook. I'm talking about TikTok. I'm talking about uh, uh, Twitter, formerly known, I'm sorry, X, formerly known as Twitter. Jesus, what an idiot that guy is should the media be expected to stay silent while the rest of us plainly see? I mean, should they actually stay quiet while we see exactly what's going on? Is that how you build credibility? Is that helping our democracy? And for the Republicans like Elon Musk who were applauding Jon Stewart in a snarky way yesterday, if you think that Biden has issues, I mean, my God, your candidate He's a freaking cartoon character. (laughs) And that, my friends, is what's eating kale today. I promise no politics tomorrow. Only good things tomorrow. I swear. Just had to get that off my chest. We are also going to hear from Ben and Carol tomorrow. So, until the next time, make it a good one.